0: this is some good shit right here. There it is in Tibetan. This is Chicken Philosophy Part 19. I know I should use like wood matches or some shit. Or like... Um, So, long-time viewers of this program might recall that uh, my birthday was on the 21st. It is now October 3rd, and uh, yesterday the uh, taxi driver I mentioned, um, Kapil, um, knocked on the door late at night, and Pew and I were terrified. I looked out the little peephole. There's no light out there. I could kind of see a face. I opened it, hesitating. And uh, there he was, and he handed me this hat. See, what happened was I left it at the hotel. And uh, then I was like, oh, I feel bad, you know? And he was like, I'll get it, and so, I called the hotel and they were like we threw it away but they got it out of the trash they're like okay when's it coming i was like uh tomorrow i think every like five months the landlord runs the engine on the motorbike down there oh no okay i guess it's something else anyway um so yeah so then the hotel was like hey he still hasn't come and i was like oh you know what don't even worry about it just throw it away it's cool and they were like i feel really bad about it um can you tell him that we'll hold on to it for a few more days if he can come and so then i told him i forwarded him the message and then he had to go out of town and then the train broke down and he was in the jungle in the pouring rain for 12 hours and then he came back. <clears throat> then, anyway, he was on his way down south, and I was reading the end of A House with Good Bones, or maybe the beginning of the Elementals, I forget which. And uh, he was calling and calling. He was, you know, I'm going to say, hey, I was able to stop and get the hat. I'm going to drop it off because I'm on my way to Kana- Kana- Karnataka state south of here. Anyway, that's not a very interesting story. I got my hat. This was my birthday hat this year. 45 year old man buys himself a birthday hat and everybody's running around like chickens with their heads cut off. trying to make sure I don't lose it. It's the sort of thing a four-year-old would do but a seven-year-old would be too old for. I'll continue with the reading for today. I thought you might enjoy seeing some of the books down here which is why I decided to do it this way today. Can you hear me? Is the microphone close enough? I'll continue. Um, A year later, when Jung was in Castangola, the figure returned once more. He had been with the dead and had seen Jung's dead, his dogs and his father, period. He stated that he was a wanderer, who changed the form in which he appeared, however he wanted to know who he really was. He asked Jung's eye to tell him this, as it would free him. On the following day, Jung's eye asked his soul about him, like you do. She indicated that the first time she saw him, he had a terrifying beauty, like Dionysus. On the second occasion, he had a deathly pallor. Jung's eye, sorry, wondered if this was the self, the pleroma, which led to the question of how it could appear in human form. So we got the eye. The self and the soul, three persons uh, like the Trinity or something. I don't know whatever. Yeah, but and the Arab boy and the uh, Philomon and Fane's. and uh, Chris and I. Uh, I don't think you're. Why are you watching this, Chris? Hi, if you're watching it. Um, we used to have um, an inner Arab as well, but rather than a you know, royal youth, ours was a receptionist that sat at the front desk of our minds to determine what, you know, he received messages in the form of like, you know, letters or whatever, he'd receive papers, and he'd go through and decide what should be allowed to come out of the mouth And sometimes he'd fall asleep, usually when we were high. Um, It's not the Chris you're thinking of. He's a perfectly respectful person who doesn't have a past, if it's the one you're thinking of. Totally different Chris, just for the record. In fact, his name isn't Chris, it's something else. Okay, I'll just keep reading, shall I? Um... mm, Mm-hmm. 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 Um, two days later, I'm just going to start here, because I have no idea where I was. Uh, the figure returned of the Pleroma, which led to the question of how it would appear in human form. Furthermore, he couldn't understand why it wanted to be overcome and made determinate. Bless you. Two days later, the figure returned, this time as a red-haired, bearded hunter, wrapped in animal skins. The figure reiterated his question, asking Jung's eye to tell him who he really was. The eye replied that he was a god. As to why he overcame him in the dream of three years earlier, the eye thought that this was because the god couldn't remain in a state of unknowing but had to learn wisdom. Two nights later, he appeared again, this time as a sick pubescent boy who had taken the form of Jung's son. The boy suffered from a burning rash and requested treatment. The sickness had arisen from a dream. The boy had been wearing a mangy wolf fur and hunting with hounds. He had wanted to play with a bear cub and got the sickness from his wolf fur. Jung's eye informed the boy that this was no ordinary wolf, but a spirit wolf who brought sickness, and that this wasn't an ordinary dream but something that had actually occurred. The boy had been his own father. The red beard, the hunter of wolves and men. So like an alternate universe where Marty just says, ah, fuck it, right? No, Um. yeah, I was thinking bear, bear cubs and wolves. This would be a really good... Uh, something to add to the curriculum for Boy Scouts. I mean Cub Scouts. You get the wolf and the bear. And Years later, recalling his encounter with this figure and describing it as a dream, Jung noted, quote, I suddenly knew the wild huntsman had commanded it to carry away a human soul. A few days later he heard the news that his mother had died. He realized that, quote, it was Wotan, okay, the god of my Alemanic forefathers. Oh, Alemannic. Alemania, oh, I think I almost know what that means. Uh, Who had gathered my mother to her ancestors negatively to the, quote, within quotes, wild horde, and quote, then quotes but positively to the solid loot the blessed folk and quote alamania that's like french for something right Alleman, hmm. all right it's a mystery i'm not going to make editor edward do any work today he did enough work you know um i uh well I'm really Editor Edward. It's me, but at a different point on the timeline. See, right now I'm in front of the camera talking, but when I'm not doing that, I'm editing. And when I'm not doing that, I'm sleeping. And those are the three states uh, that you can find me in. No. Um, So French for French. I think it might be the French word for German, actually. The, the German word for German is Deutsch. The English word for German is German. And I'm pretty sure the French word for German is Alemannia or something. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll just keep reading. Um, hmm. Yes. Jung's encounter with Wotan. Wotan. Wotan's day? Odin's day? Is it a form of Odin? Jung's encounter with Wotan was to reverberate in his writings, and it shaped his understanding of the social and political upheaval occurring in Germany in the 1930s. In 1936, he attributed these to the reactivation of the archetype of Wotan. The presence of this figure was not restricted to Germany, but was, quote, an international phenomenon, end quote. The re-emergence of Wotan in the, presence, in the present was a phenomenon that he himself had directly experienced. As further evidence for his hypothesis, he referred to Nietzsche's elevation of Dionysus, claiming that biological evidence suggested that the god he really had in mind was Dionysus' cousin, namely Wotan. So, not, not, a, not a pronunciation of Odin, okay. okay. This part of Jung's argument, which played a critical role in his understanding of Nietzsche and the reading of Thus Spoke Zarathustra in his seminars in the 1930s, was clearly shaped by his own encounter with this figure. In a seminar in february nineteen thirty six, Jung described Wotan's attributes as follows <clears throat> He is the god of oracles, of secret knowledge, of sorcery, and he is also the equivalent of Hermes Psychopompos Psycho and Pompos, okay. And you remember, he has, like Osiris, only one eye. I didn't know that about Osiris. I knew he was missing his pecker, but they made him a gold one. Anyway, um, the other eye is sacrificed to the underworld. Oh, so it is Odin. Dionysus is the brother of Odin. I mean, I know it all goes back to, like, proto-Indo-European, like religion, the sky father and all that, but uh, I think in Romania there was the, um, I want to say Ucivo, but I don't know if that's the right word. There was a common ancestor of Celtic, Germanic, Greek, Roman, Latin and so on. Usebo? Am I thinking of something else? Um, In uh, Romania, like, oh, I don't know how many thousand years ago, seven? Six? Six thousand years ago? However many thousand years ago. uh, At least linguistically, the language, language, of course, can follow along hereditary lines, but also can not do that for example many 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 hundreds of millions of people in the country i'm in right now speak english yet they are not ethnically british see how that works so sometimes languages can spread um, without dna attached to them attached to it Um, And perhaps myths can as well. But Wotan as the brother of Dionysus. Well, I mean, I think this is coming from one of the spirits in his head, right? Was it his soul that told him this? Um, Who said that it was Dionysus' cousin? Claiming Nietzsche's elevation of Dionysus. Nietzsche! Nietzsche says that Wotan is the brother of Dionysus. Okay, he's the one who's got it all fucked up. Okay, doesn't surprise me. Not, not even a little bit, but anyway, I'll keep reading. Um, therefore he is exceedingly apt symbol. He is an exceedingly apt symbol for our modern world in which the unconscious really comes to the forefront, for to the foreground like a river and forces us to turn one eye inward upon it, in order that we may be adapted to that side also. We feel now that the greatest enemy is threatening us, not from without, but from within. So on account of all his qualities, Wotan expresses the spirit of the time to an extent which is uncanny and that wisdom or knowledge is really wild. It is nature's wisdom. Wotan is not the god of civilized beings, but a condition of nature. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> I'll keep reading after a sip of Old Cafe. <clears throat> Okay, so the next section is called The Psychology of the Religion-Making Process. On January 5, 1922, Jung had a conversation with his soul concerning his vocation. She urged him to publish his material, as it was, quote, a matter of revelation, end quote. He had to serve his college, which was, quote, the new religion and its proclamation. End quote. He balked at this <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> three days later, he was resurrected. No, three days later, his soul informed him that the new religion, and then it changes margins and fonts, expresses itself visibly only in the transformation of human relations. Relations do not let themselves be replaced even by the deepest human knowledge. Moreover, a religion doesn't consist only in knowledge, but at its visible level in a new ordering of human affairs. Excuse me. Therefore, expect no further knowledge from me. You know everything that is to be known from the revelation offered to you, but you are not yet living out everything that is to be lived at this time. Jung's eye replied, quote, I can well understand and accept this. However, just how the knowledge could be implemented in life is dark to me. You must teach me this, end quote. His soul said, quote, There is not much to say about this. It is not as rational as you are inclined to think. The way is symbolic. End quote. During this period, an increasing number of people from England and America made their way to Zurich to work with Jung, forming an informal expatriate group. on august twenty second, 1922, jean de wrote to chancy goodrich issuing quote a challenge to all brother neurotics go my brothers go to the mecca i mean to zurich come on man ones in saudi arabia the other ones in switzerland have that's almond eucalyptus you know like really no i know what they mean using mecca as a metaphor so it's like the mecca for yugian psychology because that's where yug is right <clears throat> so right now Majorta south goa is the mecca of edwardian never mind uh, all right um uh-huh. yes i mean, to zurich and drink from the fountain of life all ye who are dead in your souls go and seek new life. In 1922, Jung wrote a paper on the relation of analytical psychology to literary works. He differentiated two types of work, the first which sprang entirely from the author's intention and the second which seized the author. Examples of the latter were Nietzsche's Zarathustra and the second part of Goethe's Faust. He held that these works stemmed from the collective unconscious. Honestly, Thomas and the Wolf kind of took hold of me and made me write it and publish it. And uh, I, I wanted to be a writer when I was like five, but it wasn't something that I was like hung up on. But then, then. After I was compelled to write and publish Thomas and the Wolf, um, I was like calling back to, oh, well, when I was five, I wanted to be a writer, but it was another one of those uh, overt motivators for those of you paying attention. Uh, uh. And Scientologists, obviously, get the reference. Unless you're one of those who, you know, obeys your... uh, your master's and doesn't read the Tech Dictionary, which, by the way, if you google Tech Dictionary PDF, you might note that it's on my website that it's made publicly available. Anyway, um, where was I? I keep losing my place. (sighs) Two types of work. This, yes, Goethe's Faust. He held that these works stemmed from the collective unconscious. In such cases, the creative process consisted of the unconscious activation of an archetypal image. The archetypes released in us a voice that was stronger than our own. Whoever speak, This is margin change. Whoever speaks in primordial images speaks with a thousand voices. He enthralls and empowers. He transmutes our personal destiny into the destiny of mankind, and evokes in us all those beneficent forces that ever and anon have enabled humanity to find a refuge from every peril and to outlive the longest night. Back to Normal Sonu text. Artists who produced such works educated the spirit of the age and compensated the one-sidedness of the present. In describing the genesis of these symbolic works, it appears that Jung had his own activities in mind. Thus, while he refused to regard Liber Novus as art, his reflections on its composition were nevertheless a critical source of his subsequent conceptions and theories of art. The implicit questions that this paper raised was whether psychology could now serve the function of educating the spirit of the age and compensating the one-sidedness of the present. From this period onward, Jung came to conceive of the task of his psychology in precisely such a manner. On November 25, 1922, Jung, Emma Jung, and Tony Wolff left the club. In July 1923 Jung gave a series of seminars in Polsiath, Cornwall, England is how you pronounce it. Polsiath spelled like it sounds. Um, And the analytical psychology club in London had been founded the previous year. The seminar was organized by Peter Baines and Esther Harding. Sorry. And twenty-nine people attended. Jung gave a dozen lectures over a fortnight. The seminar had two main themes, the techniques of analysis and the historical psychological effects of Christianity. Spoilers, they're not good. Just kidding. Sorry. Um do being an ass. During this period, <clears throat> the themes of psychology of the psychology of religion and the relationship between religion and psychology became increasingly prominent in Jung's work. He attempted to develop a psychology of the religion making process. <clears throat> His interest lay not in proclaiming a new prophetic revelation, but in the psychology of religious experiences. Okay. Oh, right. His interest lay not in proclaiming a new prophetic revelation, but in the psychology of religious experiences. Emphasis, right. Um, The task was to depict the translation and transposition of the numinous experience of individuals into symbols and eventually into the dogmas and creeds of organized religions and finally to study the psychological function of symbols for such a psychology of the religion making process to succeed it was essential that analytical psychology while providing an Affirmation of the religious attitude did not succumb to becoming a creed. Because I'm a creed. Was that creed? Or is it just rhyme with... It doesn't rhyme at all. Never mind. I was going to start singing a creed song just to... Anyway. In uh, Paul Zeeth... Now that's uh, Radiohead. Creed. I can't think of a Creed song. It's just that none of them ever stuck that much in my brain. In Polziath, he drew a sharp distinction between the teaching of Christ and ecclesi- ecclesiastical Christianity. He argued that the attitudes of the latter had led to the psychological exclusion and repression of the world of nature and the flesh. The animal, the inferior man, and creative fantasy and freedom. Yeah, we're getting kind of into what Carl Jung is best known for the whole love your shadow, don't put it in the closet thing, right? Consequently, those matters were uh, constellated in the unconscious, and we were faced with the return of the repressed. Toward the end of the seminar, Jung reflected on the theme of the, quote, invisible church. While Christ had been a flame that had kindled the greater part of the world, this had been put out by the institutionalization of the church. He argued that such a process was inevitable. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? And that the same fate lay in store for analysis. Yeah, it kind of did, didn't it? was, wasn't it? Never mind. Um, Reflecting on this, he noted, around Eckhart grew up a group of brethren of the free spirit who lived licentiously. The problem we face is, is analytical psychology in the same boat? Are we the second generation like the brethren of the free spirit? If so, it is the open way to hell right? Um, and analytical psychology has come too soon and we'll have to wait for a century or two. I'm going to go ahead and close there at the end of the little, the little paragraph on the right, uh, century or two. is the last words, right? So as I just casually sit in a normal way, um, gazing upon you, Um, I will go ahead and say uh, to you, using the mudra of, as my grandpa put it, the, uh, the footprint of the American chicken, actually that was the peace sign, isn't that like a rune upside down? I forget, there's an origin story to the peace sign, but anyway, all right. Until next time.